Funded by the State Library of Western Australia, this collection of stories documents experiences of the COVID-19 pandemic that hit Australia in early 2020. The COVID-19 pandemic led to the declaration of a state of emergency in Western Australia on the 16th of March. WA went into lockdown between the months of March to May, with further restrictions continuing for months after. During this time, events were cancelled, schools shut down and parks became overcrowded. Thousands of individuals, businesses, communities and organisations were severely impacted as they were forced to work from home, social distance and book emergency flights. This collection, produced by the Centre for Stories in Northbridge, Western Australia, explores these unprecedented effects and contributes a record of this remarkable time in history. Up-and-coming athletics Olympian Peter Boll discusses the effects COVID had on the postponement of the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. I went to school on a basketball scholarship. We had to run. It was compulsory. And I won at school for two years. And one of my teachers, she tried to convince me to start running. And I said, no way. I'd rather keep playing basketball. And I actually, I wasn't convinced until I was year 11. Um, so I didn't even start until I was year 11. But that single decision to say yes has meant I travelled the whole world. Because I don't really think, I mean, we'd never know. But I don't think I would have travelled as much as I have and I would have learned as much as I have just from that single decision to be able to and the following year I was flying over Australia checking out different places and that's where you gain motivations like you see where you could be and then you come back you work harder and you can you can go somewhere else if COVID has taught us anything is to focus on the present um, I just found a lot of peace in um, going back home for two months being with family and also found a lot of peace in, in being in Australia for a bit longer. As an athlete, especially as a track and field athlete, we're always travelling and it's, and it's nothing I'm complaining about, but sometimes it does. It adds up and you're out of your bed for so long. You know, last year I was out for four months or something like that. It feels good just being home and somewhere you can call home. I've got a pretty big family, so it's always good being at home. Uh, my sister, we're pretty close and I've got four brothers, so you can imagine... It gets pretty competitive and just being around with family. I just love it. It's one, it's one of my top values. And it wasn't until like two years ago that I started traveling outside of Perth and visiting the whole Western Australia that I was like, wow. It wasn't until I moved to Melbourne that I was more appreciative of Perth. I've been here for a month, I think now. kind of sucks. I keep saying because the lockdown, but I'm never really doing anything. I think the only thing I really miss is, one, I'm never here during winter, so I miss the sun. Two, I miss going to a cafe and, and being able to sit down and eat. So other than that, I'm still training as normal and, and then tomorrow we have to wear masks. So that's a bit different. It's strange to see like no, not much cars on the road. And it's just different vibe. It just kind of feels off. And during this COVID times, like, I mean, I, it's not like I wasn't disappointed. There was no Olympics and, and no competition and things aren't as normal as they usually are. I think if... If COVID has taught us anything is to focus on the present and I'm kind of enjoying that right now, just focusing on the present. But at the same time, I do, you know, just blurred visions of where I want to be and what I want to do, but more to focus on the present because, I mean, the Olympics don't happen. They might not happen. We're not, we're not guaranteed that. And COVID has proved that we're not guaranteed anything. So to put all of my energy into next year kind of makes no sense.
I'm just deciding to appreciate more today uh, consciously. You know, self-awareness, I think, is really important. So it's just about knowing yourself um, and the physical part. If I feel too heavy and my body feels tired, you just communicate with your coach. And instead of being demotivated and don't want to go to training, your coach can be like, all right, let's change the sessions up so you kind of freshen up. Um, mentally, uh, I think that's a lot of um, reflecting, reading, and knowledge. Knowledge is key here. I think mental strength is just like physical strength because the more you know, the better it is. You know, say, you know, I'm tired today, but I know I'm tired because of the sessions I've been doing or because I started tests and been studying, doing my other focus, then you're not too disappointed. I think once you gain enough knowledge and experience, you do realize, you know, the struggle or all the hurdles and obstacles do make a big part of your life. Um, but they don't necessarily have to, you know, determine the rest of it. You know, you can take them for inspiration. You can take them to change the world or change something. The Black Lives Matter was, it was great to see so many conversations happening around that. I really enjoyed seeing that uh, because it really just meant, at the end of the day, it meant that it's finally people, people have always had enough, but to be able to come and speak about it and try to find a solution was, was really cool to see. But also around that time, you know, COVID and everything, it does kind of add to your mental health. And that's what I was hinting on one of my blogs. If it's too much for you, it's okay to sit, sit back a bit because you can only try to contribute and help when you're in the right mindset. And if you're on the right mindset, then you should, you should be okay to sit down and, and just try to learn more and observe and, and watch before you jump in, you know, so when you jump in, you're with a clear head, clear space. I love my identity and my background uh, and, and, you know, my mom is Sudanese, my dad is South Sudanese and I take a lot of pride in both of those, but I'm also as equally thankful to be, to be here. Um, and yeah, the more I get to travel and see the world and like through different lenses, the more I'm thankful for who I am today. I don't think, people should be seen as a, a refugee or a migrant or something like that. It should, it's almost like a trophy. Like it's, it's your identity is where you come from. Um, and if people always want to, if people want to associate it with bad things, then I mean, yes, there's the bad things and there's the bad struggles, but who doesn't go through bad struggles and, and whatnot. We have people in Australia that go through some terrible things too. And I think, I think, it's better if we have a better conversation to get to know the person instead of the assumptions, you know, because I mean, there's so many articles or even in Wikipedia it says, um, pro I was, I came from a refugee camp, but I've actually never been in a refugee camp, but whoever wrote and nothing I'm upset about, but whoever wrote that, if they could have had a better conversation instead of the assumptions, they would, they would get more value out of that. I think they would have got a better story. I made an Olympic team within five years of starting, but what you don't know is within those five years, I've missed out on world juniors. I missed out on the Commonwealth Games. I missed out on world championships. So if I didn't have enough resilience, the first time I missed out, I would have never been back. And I was super competitive. I thought in my first year of athletics, I was going to win um, a state championship or something like that. So it also takes time to be resilient. I think the only tip is really just follow your own path. Thank you for listening. For more information about the Centre for Stories, head to our website, centreforstories.com.